Today, Bernie Sanders is out of the Democratic primary. Also, the White House coronavirus model gets updated the second time in four days, downgrading the deaths and the hospitalizations once again. And President Trump threatens to defund the World Health Organization. We have got a lot coming up, and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. We've got quite a show for you today because uh, we've got Chad Prather, host of the Chad Prather Show. Yeah, in the is. house in the house in denim again. I love the denim. Apparently. I don't know. There's something about cowboys and denim, I guess. Mm. Uh, we've also got Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program. My one day out of the house a week. And yeah. First time wearing pants all week by the way. Oh. That's the truth, time, that's a, Oh, you are or, wearing or, pants down there. Or am I? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Let's get started. <laughs> uh, so Bernie Sanders, obviously, that, that is the breaking news today. Bernie Sanders has dropped out, ended his presidential campaign. Oh, uh, I, did you just shed a tear? It's sad. Really quickly? Yeah, it is. I did. Uh, he officially announced it. Now, he said, this is what he said, and, and I want to get your thoughts on this, guys. He said, I wish I could give you better news. This was in an announcement call to his staff today. I wish I could give you better news, but I think you know the truth, and that is that we are now some 300 delegates behind Vice President Biden, and the path toward victory is virtually impossible. So, <coughs> while we are winning the ideological battle, and while we are winning the support of so many young people and working people throughout the country, I have concluded that this battle for the Democratic nomination will not be successful. And so today I am announcing the suspension of my campaign. Now, that's not the first time that we've heard Bernie Sanders say <coughs> we're winning the ideological battle. That continues to be what he says in the face of adversity when he's losing, now he's completely suspending his campaign and still he says we're winning the ideological battle. Is there truth to that? Yeah, there is, and that's what's scary about it. That is what's scary about it. You know, I've come up with a new term here in recent days called diet socialists, and that's exactly what these people are. You can drop all of the sprinkles off the turd. It is socialism. That's what it is. Don't call it democratic socialism or anything else. The problem with Bernie, Bernie has lit a fire uh, with a very long fuse. And that's the funny thing about socialists and communists. They play the long game. They play the long game and they're willing to... Because, again, you're not talking about a regime change in that sense. You're not talking about leadership change. You're talking about a fundamental ideological change that's going to happen. And that's what Bernie's after. That's what he wants. He wants America, as it stands on its foundations today, to be obliterated. And, unfortunately, he's found a voice in that. Mm -hmm. And he's found people who are willing to hear it. Yeah, Jason. It's interesting that you say that. The, they'll just drop the Democratic. That's, but that's what all of them have been saying. That's mm -hmm. what you, you know, AOC said that, you know, very dumbly, like, uh, because it's Democratic socialism. <laughs> Shut up. That was a little too good of an impression. It was, Jason. right. Uh, um, Democratic. But the point is, is that th that's just their vehicle to get what they ultimately want, which is full-on socialism. It doesn't matter. A lot of communist regimes call themselves the Democratic Republic of whatever, Korea, whatever. Um, coincidentally, and I cannot believe she did this, Bernie Sanders' press secretary just tweeted today, she was like, I think it was right after he made his, his announcement, that um, she goes, now I can, you have to find this tweet, I think I, I just tweeted it not too long ago, but she goes, now we can take off the word democratic from all of our social media and all that stuff when we talk about. Really? I could not, I, it's, it's amazing because they want, they've in the past have wanted to shy away from that. They, yeah. want, they want to attack those two together because it makes it sound less scary. Mm -hmm. But she just said what we already know, and that we know it's just full on socialism. 
But this is what scares me about him saying that, you know, we're winning the ideological battle. You could laugh at that because yeah. it's like, bro, you just lost. Right. You know, but, but I and Chad and I were talking about this in the hallway earlier. They're all asking for the same things. Mm -hmm. yeah. There is no middle ground in the Democrat Party anymore. They all want, you know, socialized health care. They would love to nationalize other businesses. I mean, that is socialism. That's what they're calling for. And they're just packaging it. They're wrapping it in different programs or different ways. But it's all moving in that direction. However, you have, I mean, the, the last man standing is Joe Biden, presumably, unless something weird <laughs> happens at uh, the convention. There ain't no shit can happen any weirder than what's already happened, Sarah. You know this stuff's done gone crazy, girl. <laughs> I know. Nothing I... any weirder can happen. Knock on wood. Oh, okay, but... This Godzilla comes about in the ocean. But, um, you know, he is... They've criticized him for being the only one who mm. doesn't subscribe to full-blown socialism. They've criticized him for his health care plan not going far enough, you know? So it's just interesting that, yes, while I, I think that the mainstream Democrat Party, you know, you look at all of the Medicare for All programs that were put forth by the candidates who have now dropped out, uh, including Bernie Sanders, Everyone said that was crazy three years ago when Bernie Sanders brought it up and it was yeah. his plan. And now all of a sudden it's most of their platforms. So I agree with you. But it is interesting to see that the, the party has gone with Joe Biden, who you could argue is the one who strays furthest <clears throat> from all of those ideas. So I'm going to compare the current Democrat Party to my wheelhouse terrorism. So oh. the reason why <laughs> the, all the world's terrorists were pissed off at ISIS mm -hmm. is because they did what they all wanted to do and they did it right now. Yeah. So Al-Qaeda wanted the same thing as ISIS, so a global caliphate. But they're pissed off because, look, we haven't prepared enough yet. Mm. That's why Al-Qaeda and ISIS split. Democrat Party is the same exact way. Let's take uh, socialized medicine. They all want it, they, but they, they understand that you know, we have to prepare the road first, little by little, take little chunks. That's what Obamacare was for. That's what Obamacare was for. Was it, was it Rahm Emanuel? I, I, or I can't remember who it was, but it was one of the architects of Obamacare. They were like, remember, they were laughing yeah. about it. They're like, oh, it's, some people thought it was a Trojan horse. You know, like, no, it's, not, it's, it's there. Right. Mm -hmm. that, that's exactly what Obamacare is for, is for us to take little chunks and eventually get to full-on socialized medicine. That's why everyone hated Bernie, because he was the ISIS. Mm. He was the one that was like, no, I'm taking it now. You know, AOC, I want it now. All of those people, all the Bernie Bros, they want it now. Biden and the rest of them are smart. They're like, no, no, no. Let's get socialized medicine, but not quite get rid of private insurance first. Yeah, yeah. keep a little bit of the both. I, it, but they, it know that they know it's going to bankrupt private insurance right. eventually anyway. Right. Yeah, that's the thing. And I, I use the example of California where I said that they are going to take capitalism and drive, they can't get socialism, but the government, the bureaucracy that represents and even governs California, so they're going to take capitalism and drive it into the ground to the point where it becomes the same as a socialist. So then the socialist community and country and state, because at that point in time, you have to rely on the government to get yourself out of this mess. Mm -hmm. There's no way people can continue to survive at the rates that California's been going. So what they're trying to do is they've been trying to carry this out in the rest of the country in the same way. Can't get full-blown socialism, so let's use capitalism to, to create the same results. And right now, with the coronavirus thing going on, you're getting your 90-day free trial of communism yeah. as it is, and now you're going to have to pay. The issue is never the issue. I said this over and over again. It's my life's motto. The issue is never the issue. You listen to what people are saying, people like Bernie, and the thing that they're saying that it sounds so good, the issue is never the issue. I say what Lindsey Graham said. I hope to God you'd never get it, because it is. They're after power. Period. Mm. Well, President Trump, of course, couldn't resist tweeting something I love off. That guy. On, He's uh, going to make it someday. <laughs> on Bernie Sanders dropping out. He said, Bernie Sanders is out. 
thank you to Elizabeth Warren. If not for her, Bernie would have won almost every state on Super <laughs> Tuesday. This ended just like the Democrats and the DNC wanted. Mm -hmm. Same as the crooked Hillary fiasco. The Bernie people should come to the Republican Party. Trade. <laughs> well, and then another one, uh, he followed that up by, wow, Bernie is unwilling to give up his delegates and wants more of them. What's that all about? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Does, is there some truth to... Well, true. Of course it's true. Elizabeth Warren. True. Thanks a lot, Elizabeth Warren. Oh. You claim to be Bernie's friend and you claim to be, you know, uh, pushing forward this socialist agenda. But if you want to know why, day, we're out, why we're out right now, it's because of that bitch, Liz Warren. <laughs> Have you ever seen Elizabeth Warren and Carol Baskin in the same room? No, you haven't. No, you haven't. And so she has done crashed and burnt. But, I, you know, again, you see how crooked this whole thing is. He who has eyes to see, let him see. They wanted her to stay in there because the DNC could not handle Bernie Sanders. I mean, my God, they wanted him out so bad they came up with a whole pandemic and a guy just had a heart attack two months ago. So, of course, he had to go into hiding. He's in his COVID summer home. Everybody's got one. <laughs> Everybody's got one. Jason. I, I think absolutely uh, Warren staying in as long as she did did have something to do with it. Yeah. Because ideologically, Bernie and Warren are exactly the same. Now, the only... now, Elizabeth Warren would claim that she's still a capitalist. Oh, sure. But her plans were the exact same. Yeah. Right. Just saying it and then walking the walk is two different things. Right. Um, the, the thing about Elizabeth Warren is she... Played, she, she didn't think that they would vote for Bernie. So she was like, you know what? If I play on this intersectional thing, you know, and if I'm the victim and everything, and I'm the queen of the inter intersectional madness, then maybe that will carry me through to, to, get, to get the nomination. If I'm Bernie, I'm probably pretty pissed because mm -hmm. I'm like, we actually could have worked together on this, whether in the same administration or whatever. But God, what a nightmare of the entire primary for the Democrats is a nightmare. Mm -hmm. Warren was a nightmare, a proven liar multiple times. She was never going to get elected. Bernie Sanders, I'm sorry, there's more people in middle America, thank God, that are Democrats but are sane. Mm -hmm. They're just never voting for you. Mm -hmm. um, Biden's going to have a hard time because he's, what is he, 77? And he doesn't, imagine, we, we were talking about this earlier. his age. Imagine the debates between, you've seen Trump just recently, and he's getting, this is like battle, he's, this is like battle training for him, what he's going through day in and day, day out with these coronavirus uh, questions. Yeah. Yeah. And he is eviscerating these, this press. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine Biden being thrown these questions? Uh, he no. He would pass out. Totally. <laughs> Not actually. Uh, uh, you would watch a man have an aneurysm and fall over <laughs> yeah, right there. Would. Uh, it would just, you would watch a gasket break. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to give a little transformer a little, a, li a little brief example of that here is a uh, joe biden just as a reminder this is presumably unless something crazy happens at the convention the democratic candidate for president here we go we're going to have to conduct the election on november 3rd we did it uh, we, we have to make our democracy as well as dealing with disease function we can do both <laughs> Okay, so that was, I, I think I heard in my ear, 10 seconds, a, a 10 second clip, and he needed his notes. Yeah. He had to look down at his notes, and he still didn't get it right. He still didn't get the thought right, then coughed in his hand in his and hand. touched his face during a global pandemic. And this is nothing compared to all of the video clips that we've showed every time something happens. We just played one, what, uh, you were on, wasn't it Monday that we played one where he's like, the, the, the 16, 16 and the 17 and the, yeah, and the, the you know, look, the thing, you know, <laughs> the thing. I, I, I've, I've talked too much already. My time is up. <laughs> 
how does he get through this? I don't think, I think Biden is actually in a similar position that Trump was in. And the fact that they didn't really expect to mm. get to where they're at at the point. Yeah. I'm, I'm not convinced Trump really even thought that he was going to become president of the United States. Right. I would agree with um, that. I think that they were shocked when they realized. But the problem is that Trump could actually handle it. Right. He could handle it. Biden, I don't think he wants to be there at all. And I don't think he Without. will be there at all. I mean, we said okay. it over and over again. I don't think he will be there. there. So, so, so that's interesting. And that is why I think Bernie is holding on to the delegates. Yeah. Because there's... It gives him power. And, in the, right. Yeah. And who knows what's going to happen. It's a long time until the convention. Uh, so many things. Just think about the things that were happening just a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. There's the Russia collusion. All that. Where is all that? Godzilla's stuff? coming, man. You know, <laughs> it could happen at this point. Yeah. But I don't. But seriously, I, I don't. Anything could come out about Hunter. Mm-hmm. Any new evidence could come out. Those inquiries are still going on in the Senate. They're still happening. We just don't hear about them now. Mm-hmm. So they're still asking questions. More information can come out. Biden could just. Who knows medically? Who knows what could happen to the man? So I don't. It, it makes sense for Bernie to stay. I, we might not have heard anything or heard the last of Bernie Sanders. Okay, you keep mentioning Godzilla, Chad. But in in all in all actuality, what do you what happens? Well, at this stage in the game, we're living in a world that we've never foreseen. We never even imagined we could be here in this place. I mean, think about the 21st century technological medical advances that we have. And now here we are. We can't even get within six feet of each other. People are going to the grocery store with a diaper wrapped around their face, being held on by a rubber band, and we think that's normal behavior. It's not. You know, we are seeing weird things going on. So that's why I say it wouldn't surprise me if some big Japanese lizard came out and started terrorizing New York City. Uh, They might welcome it at this point. I don't know. But it's it's. This this whole thing, we don't know what's going to come. I mean, I watch Joe Biden. He's always good for the first sentence. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you can see the synapses in his brain. Mean? He's going, it's like a high school science fair project where the judges come up and it's worked every time until they came to see you demonstrate it. And the thing just it crashes and burns, catches on fire. And it's like Marty McFly trying to get back to the future. The whole thing just falls apart. Where did the Bernie bros go? Where do they go? Do they stay home? Are they pissed off at the DNC? Buttrell's right. He said it over and over again. They don't even show up to vote. They weren't going to show up yeah. to vote. They weren't going to come out. They, 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 there's there's Totinos in the is, oven. Is, They're not coming out. Right, which is why Bernie didn't get the votes that he wanted in the first place, right. arguably. I mean, you could blame Elizabeth know? Warren partially, but part of it is that they stay home, I think. I've been in studio all day and, and last night. I, do we know what the turnout was in Wisconsin for the vote? No. Do we know that yet? Look we'll, that, we'll we look need that to look up. that up. Because, you know, Wisconsin went ahead and goes on with it. And I listened to the Progress Channel, Progress Channel, the, the voice of the resistance on Sirius XM a lot of times, just because I want to hear yeah. what the left has to say. And it's funny to me, they're always F this and mother F for this. And, and I'm like, you listen to David Webb and Will our guy on, on Patriot, they don't do all that stuff. It's a good common sense conversation, but the Progress Channel is just weird. But I listen to them, and they're consistently blaming Trump, saying, how dare Trump have them hold these primaries in Wisconsin? It's up to Wisconsin. Yeah. It's not up mm-hmm. to Trump. Mm-hmm. We already know who the, the GOP candidate and delegate's going to be. It's going to, the person that's going to get the nomination is Donald Trump. Right. It's not up to him. But that's a good that's a good peek into their mindset. Yeah. Everything is uh, everything's all about central control. Federal yeah. law. That, that's the same exact people pro- were probably saying, why hasn't Trump ordered a national lockdown? Yeah. Because he can't. Right. He literally can't. The right. Constitution does not let him do that. It That's not to say happen. the states can't trample all over the Constitution because they're doing that right now and they have the authority to do it. Well, I insane. mean, I don't know if you guys saw the news, but a guy jumped out of an airplane yesterday and he didn't have his parachute on, but he got coronavirus on the way down and apparently Trump pushed him. I mean, this is the True world story. we're living in, death by corona. 
death by corona. The fall didn't, the stopping on the fall didn't kill him. It was the coronavirus. Don't forget. And they're digging mass graves. Sadly, this is true. They're digging mass graves in New York City. They put them in the parks for temporary and then having them, you know, burial and then exhuming them later on. That's a sad deal. This is some serious stuff going on to which I say, hey, District 14, you elected a girl named Ocasio-Cortez who loves to be an Instagram super Instagram superstar. She's an she's a social media influencer that wandered into the halls of Congress somehow. And she's on Instagram making her margaritas, telling the world how infectious diseases work. But she doesn't give a crap about the epicenter of the epicenter of this pandemic that's going on and she's bernie light right so she's one of those people all you got to do remember what i said the issue is never the issue this is what we're dealing with right here you want to talk about what's going on look at new york look at new jersey look at all this stuff and you're going to sit there and you're going to blame trump for holding an election in wisconsin had nothing to do with it get over it people Mm -hmm. get over it and i love it when people say hey chad you can't be making (laughs) jokes and having fun with this trump can't talk about well i'm not with models well i mean he's got a model they're like oh my god tens of thousands of people there are 7,500 people that die in this country every single day. Every single day on average. And they're not dying from coronavirus. They're dying from all kinds of things. And you know what? Somehow we've managed to hold on to some semblance of a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're looking to me to be serious through this whole thing, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> you must not know him very well. <laughs> I mean, you have to bring up a good point, though. It's like you can take this seriously and still talk about other things or handle other things. I mean, imagine if the president literally put every single other issue on hold because there was a pandemic going on. You, you ever see that, do that. You ever see that show Ridiculousness on MTV when yeah. Rob Deerdeck talks about it, and these people are racking themselves and they're breaking their necks and doing all these kind of crazy things and they're like, everybody's laughing. Ah, oh, 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 look at that, look at that. Oh, tragedy, we love tragedy. Darwin Awards, look at these fools. Can you imagine if Trump hosted that show? He is so <laughs> evil, he is so wicked. Look how he's laughing at people's misfortune. That's how stupid y'all are. I mean, my God, y'all are morons. Empty-headed idiots. And if, and if you voted for Bernie or you wanted that or you're sitting in your basement crying over your Totino's pizza rolls and Bernie didn't get it. Get a life. The, the, you weren't going to vote, you crying <laughs> savages. Then that's histor- well, historically the, the radicals never vote. And that's on yes. both sides of the party uh, or both sides of the spectrum. The radicals do not vote. They're very loud mm-hmm. and the Bernie burners are very loud, but they don't go to the polls. Where they go is to the streets. So I still Where they expect go is to them. Twitter. So, I'm happy to not hear them. You know what I saw anymore. at CPAC in Washington, D.C.? Twitter became real life. Somebody said something that they would have said uh, on Twitter to somebody in a bar, and they got their jaw jacked. Oh, <laughs> it was yeah. real funny, and they got hauled off. Yeah. So it was, it was kind of interesting. Um, that's the way that works. Does anybody miss Glenn Beck? No? Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then. Uh, up next, the White House coronavirus model gets changed, mm. updated again. The deaths have been downgraded once again, and yet our economy is still turned off. We will get into that. But first, we want to thank our sponsor, iTarget Pro. Uh, So you may have noticed, if you are a gun person, a lot of stores, they're running out of ammo. All right. Uh, People are preparing for other people to be crazy. And we know that sometimes that happens. And if you want to be prepared, you can do it from the comfort of your own home and have some ammunition if you need to protect yourself, but you don't need the ammunition all the time to practice because there is iTarget Pro. You can safely train in your home during quarantine. What is better than that? You guys are sitting on your couches right now, probably. You're watching this on your computers or your TVs or your phones or whatever, and you're like, what are we going to do after this? I'm tired of watching TV. That's all we do during this quarantine is sit and watch TV and eat. Well, now you can add training to the list, you can safely train at home with iTarget Pro uh, with your gun. Make sure that you are in top shape in case we get any looters. 
All right, they have a laser bullet that you put in there. It has all different kinds of calibers and they have a target and you literally, you are practicing dry firing. You are practicing learning your weapon, which Jason here, who is former military, will tell you is the most important thing that you can know about your gun is trigger control and dry firing is the best way to do that. Am I wrong? You are absolutely right. I learned to shoot from the best marksman in the world, the United States Marine Corps, and that's all you do for the first week before you even fire a real bullet is dry fire. I mean, if you if you don't have marine marksmen that are going to walk you through that, iTarget Pro is the very next best thing to do that. I do this with my, with my son. Yeah. I don't do it with him anymore because he destroys me. I don't know what's <laughs> up with that kid. He is a far better shooter than I ever am after years and years and years, decades of shooting, and he's only... 14 years old. Oh, wow. Absolutely That's insane. All because of High Target Pro. You just admitted that on national television. <laughs> uh, save your ammo for when you actually need it. It's expensive. High Target Pro pays for itself. You can go to itargetpro.com, get 10% off and free shipping with offer code NEWS. That is itargetpro.com, 10% off and free shipping with offer code NEWS. All right, the, uh, the White House coronavirus model has now been updated. Now, this is the second time in just four days they have downgraded the deaths once again and the hospitalizations once again. So the IHME, which is what they're using, it from, comes from the University of Washington. Uh, they dropped their estimated death projection for, uh, they, they did the, this was Sunday. They did it from 93,531 to 81,766. Now they again, just on Wednesday, revised it down to 60,415. Now, I know I'm going to get a lot of people who are telling me in the comments, don't you dare say it's just like the flu. But 60,000 deaths is a bad year for the flu. So, again, you know, we've got another report that comes out that uh, Larry Kudlow says the economy could be shut down for up to two more months. And you're looking at these deaths that keep getting downgraded and you're talking about 60,000 deaths, which is not nothing. Don't get me wrong. It's not nothing. You never want that many deaths. But as you mentioned, Chad, deaths happen all the time in the United States and we don't shut down the entire global economy because of it. Um, it really makes you wonder why we're going through all of these motions and shutting down all of these things for a model that really was kind of just a shot in the dark when it comes down was to it. Was it you that tweeted yesterday talking to how? Oh. <laughs> you have some you tweeted. Basically along those same lines yeah. about that. And, and look, if the, if the economy doesn't open back up by the first week in May, I'm going to kick the door in at the Chili's and cook my own. <laughs> <laughs> sandwich, right? I, I, I mean, like, you gotta find gotta a better go restaurant back. than Chili's. I though. love Chili's. Ugh. Gotta go back. Uh, <laughs> it's something good in the neighborhood. That might be Applebee's. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, I, you gotta get back at it. My wife can't cook, and I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. You know? Yeah, I mean, I'm not. So, I mean, my wife, my wife doesn't cook. She prepares, right? She just prepares something. Like her, her, her homemade chili involves a can of Wolf brand <laughs> that's in there too. She no, calls it homemade. Not- I'm gonna make this up from scratch. I'm gonna open this can. <laughs> Look, the thing's gotta open back up. I'm dying over here. We're the only country in the world that, uh, when we run out of food, we get fatter. That's amazing to me. Somehow, isn't it funny? Yeah. Get our COVID, get our quarantine 15, and I got it. Uh, listen. Here's the thing. 
we keep that's what you tweeted yesterday. You said the numbers keep getting lower and lower. Maybe the numbers were wrong from the very beginning because we're mm-hmm. flying blind in this. These are murky waters. We've never navigated this before. Mm-hmm. We alluded to this earlier in the show. We don't know a lot of the things that are coming. You can't blame President Trump. He's going to do things right. He's going to do things wrong. He's taking advice from his advisors. Yeah, he's rely on that's all you advisor. can do. We don't know. Look at Donnie T. Look at that hair on point. The big wave over. Look at him. I'm glad knowing that man right there is in control and he is running things. He stood up there in that press for two hours the day before yesterday. Two hours. He doesn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And he sure as hell doesn't have to take the crap from the media that he's taken. Okay. He doesn't have to do that. Of course the models are inaccurate. The the notorious Imperial College one, not only did they like revise their numbers a couple days after they started all these lockdowns, but a big factor in that, and I didn't see a lot of people report on this, was that all of a sudden they found out there was a ton more people infected but they just weren't sh- yeah. symptomatic. Mm-hmm. Or it was yeah. so light, they didn't come in and even get a test. Mm-hmm. So they were like, oh, well, maybe it's not as fatal as we think. So that drastically shot down their numbers as well. Look, they took the, the models took the worst possible case scenario, that the fatality rate was going to be insane. And they ran with that, and they used that to advise state governments to do total draconian lockdowns, mm-hmm. which is absolutely nuts. We don't last till May. Mm-mm. I'm nope. sorry. I mean, past May. We don't. Would not. Let, nope. We have to open up on May first. Yep. Do it before that. Look, demographics. Uh, like what's going on in New York. That's very, very real. Yes. But demographics. Um, you know how many cases. The severity. You have to factor that how, in. You have to factor that in. Mm-hmm. The, the the there's uh, Texas towns right. They're under the same lockdown and they don't have a single case. Mm-hmm. Right. But all of their restaurants are shut down. That's absolutely stupid. Mm-hmm. That's dumb. And. Go ahead. We get aff- affected with uh, uh, one of these Asian flus nonstop. In fact, oh, it's it's every... Oh, but I'll build on to that and I'll explain that. 1957. It was actually called the Asian flu. We're <laughs> crying out loud. It was called yes. the Asian flu. You want to know how many Americans it killed? Oh. Over 100,000. Wow. That's more than what they're now saying that we're going to deal yeah. with now. And the United States wasn't didn't even have as many people as we have mm-hmm. now. 1968, Hong Kong flu. Oh my gosh, I did it again. No, that's the accepted name of it. The Hong Kong flu infected millions upon millions of Americans, about 116,000, I can't remember the exact, yeah. but it was, it was over 110,000 American deaths. Again, with a smaller population. Mm-hmm. We, but what did we not do in both those cases? We didn't shut the country down. Right. Right. We didn't do it. Why are we doing it now? And I would just like to point out, I think that there is some confusion with these estimates and why they keep dropping. People keep saying, well, but now they implemented all these social distancing guidelines. No, Ugh. the original estimates were already considering full social distancing through May 2020. So they were already they that should have already been factored into these numbers it is very interesting i mean if i were to be wearing a tinfoil hat i would say you know if you wanted to take control and you wanted to implement all of your big government strategies uh using a really high estimate on a pandemic uh, to to all of a sudden scare people into going along with all of your big government policies certainly would be uh, easier to get done. I tell you what, with all of these models being used now and being downgraded, I want to know, I want it, state governments, I want the governor of Texas and every other government to be very, very transparent going forward now. True. Tell us, okay, you, you're, you're, you're keeping these uh, restrictions in place, the mayors of different cities. I heard Dallas County was going to do a shelter in place, which is the next step up. Um, pretty soon. Okay, I want to see your data that says why. Mm-hmm. Like, what model are you using to, to justify this? If they do, if they aren't transparent in this, and they're infringing upon the Constitution, which they are, 
church services. I mean, First Amendment is a dead letter at this point to them. Absolute yeah, they, they want abortion clinics to stay open, but you can't go to church. Yeah, what? Mm-hmm. Come on. Listen, but, but just the last thing I'll say is be transparent with this. Hold your local governments and state governments uh, accountable. Say, when this is over, show us what you use to justify mm-hmm. stripping away the mm-hmm. Constitution. Mm-hmm. Show us what it was. If it doesn't match, your butt's going to court. I mean, Straight up. You I, got to. I fear that people will just have forgotten about it by that point. I hope you're right, though. I hope they do that. Well, this is by God, Texas. And let me tell you something. There's folks out there that, look, first of all, you got towns, like you said, that have not been affected. Nobody lives in West Texas willingly, and I promise you no virus is. So today they said that was going to be the peak. They said, do not leave your house. Look at us. Here we are. Here we are. I'm going to hug your neck later on. You too, buddy. <laughs> they said today's going to be the peak, right? And that's what's going to happen. I don't know, man. Here's what I do know. China... China. China. It's a virus from China. (laughs) China is our geopolitical foe. They are our enemy. Screw China. I'm not talking about the Chinese people. I've been there. Lovely people. Great people. Fantastic people. I get off the plane. They say, it's Chad Prather. Here I am. (laughs) So I love the folks of China, but the government of China, another thing, ever since 1949 when Mao took over, it's a horrible thing. It's a communist regime. Millions upon millions of people have died under that regime. It's a horrible thing. They play the long game. They're watching everything we do in this pandemic. They're seeing all of our weaknesses. What are we going to do? The first hint of trouble, we shut down. So guess what they're going to do 20, 25, 30 years from now? They got the notes. They're taking full-on notes of everything we do. And you don't think we're sitting there self-screwing ourselves in this situation? It is horrible. Yeah, um, They're watching. Some good news, some good news on China. The, this, it'll never go back to the way it was. I do not foresee that. China as the world's factory, I don't see it happening. Yeah. Just Japan is actually paying for their – the government is paying for their countries to move their factories back to the country. Mm-hmm. This is happening all over the world. They, the, their medical uh, industry of producing all the world's uh, medicine, that's going away. There's going to be a serious realignment in how the world, how, I guess, globalism operates going forward. Yeah. I'm about to find out what all my friends look like here in a couple of weeks. Uh, for real. Like, look, at show them your nails. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, my God. I've never, in all the time I've known you, I've never seen you without nails. It's polish. horrible. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. My wife took them all off the other day. She like, had to get her dip off, and she was it's all hard. in the stuff. And That's now I saw, I yeah, I had to Dremel drill out trying to get, <laughs> trying to get that stuff off of her. And and, uh, and their nails were so sensitive this morning. She said, I said, scratch my back. She said, I can't touch you. I can't. <laughs> well, I you're so fired. I'm getting a new one. I can't open lids because my nails are so thin right now. I pulled off so many lay. I mean, I can't do anything. I, I wear I wear aligners in my to straighten my teeth. Uh, thanks, Candid, by the way. Yeah. And I try to take them off. I can't take them off with my fingers because I don't. <laughs> I told you, eighty percent of the blondes are going to disappear from the planet within the space of two weeks. <laughs> I shaved my head. I went buttrell. I went all buttrell. Yes. Yes. Somebody said the other day, I didn't know that when you're watching us on the Blaze app that you can actually read people's live comments on the thing. They're like, hey, Chad, you're so ugly. Don't make it worse. I'm like, you know what? Kiss my... (laughs) All right. Anyway, when we come back, uh, President Trump threatens to defund the World Health Organization, and they have responded. We'll be back. Copy my style. I see. Uh oh. Uh oh. Scoot <laughs> back into the light. <laughs>
President Trump yesterday threatened to withhold funding to the World Health Organization after, I mean, come on. It, they just keep Get proving back. time and time again during this pandemic, they are just carrying China's water at this point. Uh, of course, the World Health Organization fired back. They said, quote, now is not the time to discuss pulling the United States funding from the group. Now, obviously, the United States is the single largest donor to the uh, As well to with the everything. Who. Yes, yeah, of everything, course we right? So we are the largest donor in all of these things. And yet, what do we get in return for it other than misinformation and the World Health Organization <coughs> being in the back pocket of communist uh, governments who then use them to parrot their own talking points. So they did say, they said, we are still in the acute phase of a pandemic, so now is not the time to cut back on funding. I mean, maybe it is if you, oh, the only thing you're good for is spreading misinformation that isn't true. Okay, so you know, now is exactly the right time. And I teased this last week, I remember, on the show, because Glenn and I were looking into this, and it is so blatant. It is so obvious. The question is not, are China and the WHO in bed? The question is, which side of the bed do they prefer? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is so ridiculous. Um, yeah, uh, their doctors were the ones that were saying, oh, China's telling us no human-human transmission. It's all good. Your doctors. Mm -hmm. You think tens of thousands of Chinese people are catching this virus off of one bowl of rancid bat soup? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Your doctors for crying out loud, and you bought this? Yeah. We looked into that, and the, the, the relationship between the head of the WHO, which has a name that I'm not even try to pronounce, <laughs> so who cares? But the director of the WHO is an Ethiopian politician. He's the first director of the WHO that's not a medical doctor. Now, if you look further into that from Ethiopia, Ethiopia just happens to be the main country that China was using as, the, it's known as the gateway for the Belt and Road Initiative. They owe so many loans from China um, through all of their initiatives and infrastructure, building railway systems, roads, and all that stuff to help China build or uh, transport their goods across Africa, they can't pay them off. Mm. In other words, there's ridiculous leverage on China with politicians in, from, from Ethiopia. Is that just a coincidence in all this? They don't have the money to pay China off, but maybe they can pay political fig fig uh, favors. That's exactly what we're seeing now. He needs to get the hell out. And we, we that's exactly, actually, we should do exactly what the president said. We should just stop funding until they elect a new um, director and they find out who was vetoing. There was a story came out yesterday where there were certain unnamed people. Uh, I think Sky News uh, over in the UK uh, broke this. There were certain doctors within the WHO that vetoed the uh, vote on restricting travel coming from to and from China. A handful. So I don't, I don't know how far the infiltration goes from China into the WHO, but they need to do a complete revamp. They need to a complete audit and find out how in bed they actually are. Because this, this, is, this is ridiculous. It's absolutely insane. This cannot happen again. Chad. Well, they're a subsidiary of the UN. That tells you everything you need to know about the, the mm -hmm. who. And I ain't talking about, God plays me pinball. I ain't talking about that who. <laughs> The World Health, Health Organization is a joke. And let me tell you yeah. something. Everybody wants to talk about this global community and all these bleeding hearts out there want to talk about the global community. When we talk about in, in Sweden having 10,000 deaths, in Italy having 12,000 deaths, in America having 4,000, and then China's going to buck up and say, well, we only had 3,000. Mm. We know that's a lie. But they're so accustomed to giving out communist propaganda and their people believing it and taking it because they're forced to hook, line, and sinker. They think the rest of the global community is just stupid enough to have to swallow it too. And we're not. 
Did so you except the U.S. media? That's the U.S. Say, media while, while and these doctors. Gosh. While we're criticizing people for yeah. carrying communist water, how about the U.S. media? Because you know they just what was it NBC News who tweeted out the thing about opening well, back up? Well, yes, and this many people died in America of coronavirus today. Meanwhile. In Wuhan, no, no recorded cases of coronavirus. Well, no kidding if they're not testing for it. LeBron James could kiss my ass, too. And the NBA and all you people want to count out, out to him. Do you see that a couple of months? I mean, yeah. when they were doing the whole thing, it's like China, China, the almighty freaking piece of gold. It's your, it's your ducket. You got to have it, man. So N- NBC is owned by Comcast. Yeah. Comcast mm-hmm. in 2014 did this historic restructuring of NBC Universal and it was all centered on China. They, they went into several different relationships and animation studios. They earmarked this year to open up NBC or Universal Studios Beijing. It was supposed to open up this year. It got delayed because of the, I think because of the coronavirus to next year. That's right. Now, I looked at this when all these travel restrictions went into play the consul general, the Chinese consul general, went and actually had a meeting with the CEO, or was it the CEO or another couple of executives in New York with NBC executives? And it's on their webpage. They did a press release, and on that they specifically mention the Universal Studios Beijing. I personally think they held that as leverage over them to get favorable coverage. Wow. And this is that's just NBC and Comcast. All of our media is in bed with China over this. You can't even do anything. What was that new uh, that new movie Midway? Mm-hmm. Uh, they did this that, that movie Midway. They couldn't get funding for it. They got some Chinese funders for it, but they stuck in this one plot line that had nothing to do with Midway, but it was all about China. China. It was Did you see that? Did you see it's the most on, on the new Top episode. Gun? You know, whenever oh. Maverick puts on his leather jacket and there's Don't tell a me patch they didn't ruin the that. Back, there's a patch on the back China. No. Oh, yeah, I did yeah. see that. I did see that. No. Yeah. They can kiss my ass. Mine, too. Look, man, I don't care. Mine, three. I don't care. While we're at it. And everybody wants to talk about, oh, you're being so mean to the Chinese. It's from China. I mean, Listen, you, you've got to be pretty. Forget the Chinese government. They can shove it along with their yen. I don't want them. And so what if I got to pay $9,000 for this iPhone? You remember what? You remember we had days not too long ago? We didn't have iPhones. I, we can go back to pay phones as long as you sanitize them. But listen, I'm telling you, we don't need this stuff. We're spoiled rotten. We have grown so accustomed because we need our Marvel superheroes and we need all this crap at the cinema and we need our amusement parks and we need our commencement ceremonies and we need our cell phones. We need all this stuff that we can live without. You people got 9,000 rolls of toilet paper at your house. If the aliens ever come, you're going to have to go buy aluminum foil. And if we ever get diarrhea, you're going to buy a nasal spray. None of it makes sense. All right. And with that, we will be back. <laughs> you know, people get very upset when you talk about diarrhea. I don't care. All right, a story that we didn't get to yesterday that I want to make sure to get to today. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Now, uh, they, Chicago residents are under a a stay-at-home order, and she was urging all of the residents to stay home and save lives in this recent video that she posted. And she even posted a tweet that was just like, I just need to make sure everyone knows how I feel about this stay-at-home order. How are you motivated the most to stay at home? Which is a really stupid question <laughs> because it should be like nobody is motivated for any reason to stay at home. It sucks. But uh, she was caught <laughs> getting a haircut after this post. She had her uh, hair, her hair person. 
I don't know why I can't think of the name right now. Her hairstylist. There you go. That's uh, a style. Come, come to, That's a style. Come to her house and give her the haircut. She was asked wait, wait, about wait, wait, it. Wait, wait, Look at the sign language lady. Look at that face <laughs> oh, right there. I think the that sign language like lady is throwing that, shade. There's so many things going on. It looks like she's doing the sign for we're about to have sex. Well, and it's like, what? Well, this is, it's a video. So look at her. Watch the sign language lady, too, oh, as God. Mayor Lori Lightfoot explains her decision uh, to get a haircut. Look how watch. far apart the mayor's I'm the eyes public are. Face of this city. I'm on national media, and I'm out in the public eye. And you know, I'm a I'm I'm a person who I take my personal hygiene very seriously. As I said, I felt like I needed to um, have a haircut. I'm not able to do that oh, myself, and so I got a haircut. Oh my God! Um, you want to talk more about that? Me too. <laughs> me too, Lightfoot. I think I think that sign language lady was. Pissed. I think she was throwing shade. She looks like Eddie Van Halen playing a guitar solo <laughs> with those facial expressions. It's funny. And oh my God, that's what she she felt like she needed a haircut. Cause where was it gonna go? Like where was what were you growing a mullet? I mean, what was happening here? But, were you getting chops? What was happening? I mean, is is that not the perfect representation of government? It is. It's it's good for the people, but not for me. I am better. I am superior. Well, I'm the one in the public eye. Okay, so I had to go get the haircut. Well, guess what? We're in the public eye, too. I'd love to get my nails done. Oh! Okay? I'd love for you to do something. Take a bath. <laughs> Shower something. <laughs> hey, this is dumb. I mean, get buy a Floby. You know? I mean, Glenn Beck hadn't had a haircut. I... He's been bitching about it, too. And as soon as he gets one, I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to be like, not only you bunkered down, Glenn, but you got a haircut. <laughs> Who cut your hair, Glenn? Who, who cut your hair, Tanya? Glenn Beck? Did Tanya cut your hair, Glenn Beck? I will say I did cut my son's hair. This was at the, yeah. at the very beginning, and I was just like, okay, his hair was in his eyes, and it actually ended up doing, I, we, I did a pretty good job. Did. I'm not going to lie. This is where I did it well. bald people catch a lot of flack, especially for my wife. She always gives me flack about, you know, going bald. But look, when pandemics happen, hey. we don't have to worry about going to the That's barber. Right. Boom. Think Less for the zombies to grab a hold of. I mean, That's really, it. if you want a silver lining, how much are we saving right now in not going and doing stuff like that? My truck is getting a, a three weeks to the gallon right now. It's amazing. Really? I mean, yeah. I mean, it just, it's just so cheap, and yeah. I'm not paying to go. Because we eat out a lot, right? right we right. eat out a lot. Of we're still, I don't know about no, you, but rich. we're still ordering take. We're still ordering takeout because we're like, well, we got to keep the economy stimulated. So we're going to order my takeout Venmo, for the third night in a row or my something. My Venmo is Chad Prather, too, too, if anybody wants to give me a tip. Uh, it'll all go to charity if you happen to do that. That's, Somebody, what, that's yeah. what's hilarious with all the takeout. That is like the family event of the day. It's like we're driving into Wendy's. Who's going? And the kids are like going like this, sprinting out the door. Chili cheese, baked potatoes, yeah. spicy nuggets. Spicy I see chicken number six. My son was thrilled to get to go to the gas station today <laughs> exactly. to go get a flavored water. Exactly. <laughs> they so invited me to get in a tank and go through the Chick-fil-A drive-thru yesterday. And I was like, I want to do it, but I'm going to catch hell because of the social yeah. distancing yeah. thing. Because you bunch and, of narcs out there and you are going to have a fit. And you don't do it and then not do the social media video to go along oh, with yeah, it. Yeah, there's only one the reason I would get in a tank and go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah. I need for the nuggies. we got to take a break. Back in a minute. Who's, what's the place that calls them nugs? <laughs> what? You haven't seen? It's, I forget which
yesterday's poll uh, was who should Trump appoint to be his ne- ne- new press mm. secretary. We already know it's Kayleigh McEnany, but uh, Candace Owens wins this one, 55%, uh, and 21.9% is himself. Uh, <laughs> let's see. It's Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Actually, that would be pretty good. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, 16%. Don Jr., 7%. Um, today's poll, I'm not using the one that's on there. I'm not using the one that's on there because I just saw that the Blaze themselves tweeted out a poll about who would you rather be quarant, which host would you rather be quarantined with? Chad Prather. I would write in Chad Prather. I wrote in Sarah Gonzalez even before I realized there was a girl poll. Yes, there is a girl poll. So if you scroll down, there is a girl poll. (laughs) I mean, if I'm gonna be quarantined, I guarantee you in this quarantine. It needs to be <laughs> with Chad Prather right in. Look, Paul, I love her. Don't make her go home. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> they didn't even include me in the freaking poll. I know. Nobody well, that- wants to quarantine with Beck. <laughs> well, they did say there were only four choices. They still could have put me in there. I picked Stu. I would want to be with Stu. That's a true story. I might regret it. <laughs> But I don't want to be with Mike. Mike Levin, Mr. Producer, Mr. Prather, could you please go get me another uh, Hot Pocket? (laughs) We're pissing off all the people today. All right, we always do it when Chad's on. All right, thanks for tuning in, guys. Thanks for being here, even if you get me in trouble. See you tomorrow. Mr. Producer, I'm going to need another Hot Pocket. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.